Blog Talk Radio. Radio.
Jesus. Thank you, God. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your love, your mercy, Lord, that endure forever, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah for your mercy and love for your warning, Lord Jesus, for the things that are about to happen, Lord Jesus, in the world and around the world, Lord. We pray for mercy. Mercy, Lord, for the nation. Mercy for the people. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. I'm, I'm I'm more excited today than actually yesterday. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord has spoken to me last night. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. He has shown me certain things that I'm going to share tonight. Praise you, Lord. I had a brother um, send me uh, Samuel uh, Polo Gutierrez. He said he had a dream last night. He sent to me. Praise you, Lord. And I, I'm going to go ahead and Praise you, God. Share his dreams. So you see that the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ is, is just confirming all these things that are about to happen in the United States and around the world, in Israel, United States and around the world, for sure. Uh, he says here, Mr. Zapata, I was in a dream of the rapture, and I remember perfectly that after the earthquake in California happens, it affected in several affected several countries, including mine. After that, there was a shortage of food, and um, and the military was assisting people uh, by taking them to the FEMA camp uh, so they could find they can settle there and find food. Praise your Lord. 
my goodness, hallelujah. And I knew that the situation was to take people there. That, in another word, they were taking advantage, is what I understand in his writing. I told my mother that we are all, uh, uh, I told my mother we were all alike. All the people that were being taken to the female camp, most of he knew were Christians in the revelation of the Lord. But there was also all the, uh, that did not believe. Praise you, God. And when I told the rapture to my mother, uh, praise Jesus, uh, he said he left his home afterward. He spoke to his mother and shared his dream with his mother. And then he went in and shared the sign uh, with his uncle, he said. Praise God. So he was warning his family of this uh, so real dream, but he also in the dream visited, visited his mom, his family, to warn them because things were really bad. The military uh, Christian were being taken to the FEMA camp, he says, uh, and, it, and it caught people by surprise. I knew it was by surprise, he says. Uh, and he said that everything was so sudden in, in, in the dream. It was so sudden that it caught people by surprise, he said. Uh, he also knew after this that 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 other people would disappear or had disappeared, okay, without a trace. In, in the same dream of the rapture, this is when the rapture occurred afterward. That uh, it's a hat, so it must have been even before or in between, because he said then the rapture occurred and the people disappear without a trace. No one knew what they went. Hallelujah. He said that when it happened, he was uh, upset. He was angry. Uh, and, and, and he uh, he was angry at his mother and blamed his mother and other Christians for not going to church. And I, I believe what he's trying to say, for not believing in the rapture. Amen. And he said he was afraid because he, he was left behind, is what he explained. And so he wanted to share that dream, praise God. And he was glad that as he was brought back to this time, the rapture is still not happening yet because he's not prepared. He's not prepared. So he 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 is he is happy he's brought back because he's not prepared. And 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 in the dream was so real a couple of nights ago last night that uh, he stayed. And that's why he was so upset in the dream because he stayed behind. And now these Christians were being taken to the FEMA camps. My goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Praise the Lord. So the Lord is continuing to show his people what is about to happen. Okay? Praise God. The Lord is showing his people what is about to happen. And that is very important that we pay attention to the warning of the Lord Jesus Christ because they are so serious, so serious. Amen. Uh, there, there is a winter prophecy message that was that she put up, um, I think it was a few days ago, that I want to play tonight. It's a short audio, but I want to play it because the Lord spoke to me about that, and, and the Lord confirmed to me, what he what he told his servant, and I want to go ahead and 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 play the audio, and then tell you what the Lord has spoken to me about, 
praise to God. It, it, was a, it was a word that someone was telling me about. Praise to God that God has given her, but I had not watched the video. It is from Winds of Prophecy. It's one of the later, uh, uh, one of the later video or audio she posted on on on, on, on Facebook. So I want to go ahead and and and, and download that. Praise your Lord, because it, they said it was it was very powerful, very good uh, revelation of the Lord to her, and as a warning to God's people. So I want I want to play that the the of prophecy. If someone listening have the link, Hallelujah. Uh, you may send me the link or link or or post the link in the chat room, because I would like to play the winds of prophecy last word. Because the Lord, someone told me about what she was talking about. And and I tell you something that the Lord confirmed it to me. And so, uh, praise you, Lord. It is very important that uh, we go ahead and share that. And I'm going to go ahead and share uh, while I'm, um, someone sent it to me. I'm going to go ahead and praise you, Lord. Go into the word, into the uh, Ephesians. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God is so awesome. God is so good. We serve such a wonderful God. Thank you, Lord. Man, I meant to find this early and and, and put it on here. But, man, I tell you something. When you do so many different things, your mind, uh, it just it's not the same. Praise you, God. I totally forgot. Praise the Lord to have that word ready, but that word is, is, is very important. I'm going to go to Ephesians 6.10. says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the assault of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality, against power, and against worldly governor, princes and darkness of this world, Again, a spiritual wickedness which are in high places. For for this cause, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to resist in the devil's in the evil day, having finished all things, stand fast. Praise you, Lord. So again, she was talking about warfare. Shalom, Sister Estrella. Warfare, spiritual warfare. And the Lord had revealed to her that now in these last day. In these, in these days that we're in, we're going to have to do more spiritual warfare, brothers and sisters. We're going to have to war more now against the enemy and principality and rebuke them. Every time they're coming against us and our family, the Lord wants us to start rebuking them, taking authority over them when they're coming against us and rebuking and rebuke them now more. Because more spiritual warfare we will have to do, brothers and sisters. And the Lord... Uh, that's one of one, one of the warning of the Lord for His people to prepare to do warfare now. Praise you, Lord, because there's more assault on the church now than before, and so now the church needs to understand that I need to do spiritual warfare. I need to start rebuking those demons that are coming against the church that are attacking the people, and, and they can just dist uh, distract people. With things that that the Lord don't want us to be focused on, or, or thinking them, or, or arguing, or, or whatever, the devil is just out there trying to still kill, still and destroy. He don't care. 
You don't care for anyone because he's going to the lake of fire very soon. The demons, Satan, his sons and daughter, don't care how they attack us because they're going to the lake of fire. And they know that. They know their time is short. So they are coming against us with everything they have, brothers and sisters, to try to bring confusion, deceiving, division, argument, nonsense, foolishness, nonsense of the devil, out of the pit of hell, out of the minor heart. They're falling. They're going to be tormented for all eternity. They don't care what they do, what they say to us, brothers and sisters. And this is why we need to be in our guard. We need to be sober. Praise your God. We need to be sober, brothers and sisters, in these last days. Because it's not easy for the bride. The bride is still being tested. And as the Lord has revealed to us, we're going to be tested to the last second that we get out of this earth. To the last second we are taken out, we are going to be tested. And so this is why we have to do work, our spiritual warfare and understand that we have an evil enemy that hates us very much and that wants to destroy each one of us. They don't care for us. They can tell us they love us when they don't. They don't care a bit. They just want to kill, steal, and destroy. So we have to be awake. We have to be in prayer. We have to break the evil of the enemy, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. I'm trying to locate that wins of prophecy. Maybe someone has it. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God, because it is a serious warning, and the Lord confirmed that to me. Thank you, Lord, and praise you, God. I wanted to play the last Winston Prophecy audio. I know it's on um, it's on YouTube. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. And I also have Hummingbird. She just uh, uh, put up another word tonight. I'll play that later, too. Praise you, God. Warning about all the things that are coming. Uh, praise you, Lord. There's so much stuff coming. And she is warning. Hallelujah. She is warning, warning, warning. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. That all this stuff coming that we, we need to uh, we need to be prepared, brothers and sisters, for all the, the evil things that are coming. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I believe I'm looking at, let me see, I'm trying to locate the latest, one of the latest audio. I believe, uh, praise you, Lord, warfare. Okay, I think I found it already. I think this is the one. Oh, is it? Warfare. Okay. I'm not sure. I don't think this is the latest one. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. But, yeah, she's talking about, um, Warfare, five days. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God, for this word. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. I believe it's, this, it's a nine-minute audio, but I want to go ahead and play this audio because I know it's going to uh, awaken people to the hour that this is a time for warfare. People that are going through so many different things in their life that they may not understand. But the Lord is with us, brothers and sisters. We don't need to fear. We need to trust and, and act and, and rebuke and claim and declare. 
Thank you, Lord, because the Lord will always give us the victory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Last night, Jesus came to me in his revelation as he was showing me the aftermath. After, I don't know exactly if it's a nuclear weapon or, or just after the tsunami, but it was the aftermath of the destruction here in the United States where the Lord was showing me. Uh, practically, the country was level. And as I was discussing it with my brother Benjamin, uh, uh, I'm not sure uh, whether it was a, a tsunami. It seems, it seems more than, uh, it, it seems like a nuclear weapon, is what we're saying. Uh, and I tell you something, uh, a nuclear weapon is not the choice things to see. Uh, but um, whatever it is, brothers and sisters, uh, uh, it looks like uh, the country were going through all this. And it's hard for me to say whether we are going to go through it. But uh, 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 short or soon, Soon destruction is coming. Brothers and sisters, destruction is coming. It's close. It's soon. Um, uh, some people are given days and months. I, I, won't, I will not say that because I don't know the month. Some people have said uh, July. As close as July, we are going to start seeing judgment. I, uh, you know, but the Lord have, hallelujah, hallelujah. The Lord has been talking to me about close uh, judgment. The judgment is so close. And last night, he was just showing me, praise your Lord, that is very close, very, very close. And uh, But we, we the, the bride of Christ, don't need to fear. We don't need to fear. We need to trust the Lord. That's what we need to do. We need to trust the Lord, and we need to pray. When all this was happening, and I was as I was looking at the destruction, I, I was I was trying to make up what state or where and what part of the state I was or what part of the country I was that I was I was seeing these things, but it was very hard because either after the nuclear blast or the or the great tsunami, you couldn't tell. But brother was asking me how how did the destruction look. And it looked all level. It really looked like a nuclear destruction, brothers and sisters. It did not look like it was a tsunami that had destroyed most of the country. It looks like a, a nuclear blast that had gone off and, and taken everything in its way, building level, everything level. And, and, and brother was telling me the fire, the, the, all the chemical and stuff that is in a nuclear weapon, the fire will burn everything in, a way, in its way. So brothers and sisters, it looked pretty bad. But those that are trusting the Lord, we the Lord let me know for sure we don't need to fear. Amen. We are going to have like a hedge of protection. A hedge of protection and what the Lord calls it. It's like those demons that are being held back. I was asking the Lord, and the Lord said it is a hedge. They are being held back by a hedge, a hedge that they cannot go through. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So whatever, whatever, however, or whatever the Lord is going to do, we don't need to fear. If we go home, praise God. 
I know Chu Thomas, Sister Chu Thomas says several times, we're not going to see these things. And so maybe the Lord just wants me to warn those that are staying behind. Hallelujah. Praise your Lord. But however it is, we need to continue to trust the Lord and have the Lord protection over our life. Thank you, Lord. Here's what the Lord revealed to our sister. Hey, YouTubers. Glenda here. Um, I wanted to make this video today because I have noticed in myself and also uh, from what I'm hearing from other people, there is a great new urgency in the spirit to pray and pray and pray. And uh, things have been happening when people pray. And so I, I went into prayer this morning to pray over my normal prayer list. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what's going on? Because it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. But it's so strong and it's noticeably strong and other people have commented on it over and over and over again i said something has to be up um so he answered me he answered me with a word um so i want to share that with you now i i know that we are in a season of restoration i know that we are in a the lord told me the other day a season of promotion and many people uh, including Jerry and I, have undergone very vicious personal attacks, just totally out of the blue, the kind that just blindsides you. You're like, wow, what just happened? Um, that are totally unjustified for things you didn't even do, that people just thought you did, and then they just attack you viciously, and you're like, wow. Always, 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 the mark of a satanic attack is it will be overblown, and it will be unjustified. Um, so if it's happening to you, you know what, you know why. These attacks, the Lord told me, are the testing period for the promotions that are being handed out. If you are being attacked, it is because you are up for promotion, okay? So just concentrate on giving the Jesus response. Respond as much like Jesus as you possibly can. That's how you pass the test. Okay, somebody need to hear that because I wouldn't plan on talking about that. Okay, now, this word is very exciting. It's called, If My People Will Pray. As God was giving me this word in my spirit, there was so much excitement and so much anticipation. It was all I could do to sit still to write it down. This will make you do the happy dance. And I'm going to post this on the wingsofprophecy.com site as soon as I can type it up. If my people will pray, I will do mighty signs and wonders among them. If my people will pray, I will answer their prayers and bring them great joy this day. My people... You have felt my call to pray and intercede for others. You have answered my call to pray for your unsaved loved ones, and I am pleased with your responses. Get ready for a mighty wave of great things now in these lives and in your lives as I send angels with your answers. For when my people pray and lift up their burdens to me, I am mighty to defeat their enemies. I am mighty to send provision to fulfill their needs. I am mighty to deliver. I bring understanding. I bring wisdom. I will answer you. Pray, my people, pray. Okay, now, before I got this word today, I want to tell you what happened to me. I think it was yesterday morning when I was praying because I, was, I knew for sure something, something new was going on. I was praying and... This new urgency, I went deeper and deeper into intercession. And, and the Lord, this has been happening for, I don't know how long now, days, weeks, that when I pray, I always, I pray out loud because um, 
I can. And um, I've noticed that the Holy Spirit will start praying for, through me. Sometimes in English, sometimes in the angelic language. Well, yesterday it was in the angelic language. And I was praying for specific people and um, unsaved people. And as I prayed, all of a sudden a commanding tone began to come out. This has happened to me before, but it's been years ago. And it was so amazing when it happened the first time the glory fell in the room. It was like a mist fell in the room that night that I was praying. But so yesterday morning this commanding tone started to come out of me again and it's something that rises up and, and speaks through me. And I know it's God. I can tell that it's him. And it began to command yesterday and I looked uh I looked in front of me and as the the command would come forth I saw angels being dispatched. It was there was a group of angels in front of me, and as I spoke a command, two of the angels would fly off, and I'd speak a command, and two of the angels would fly off, and they were flying off to do what God was commanding them to do, and I have no idea what it was. I just know who I was praying for at the time, and I was like, wow, that is so cool. I mean, we know that they, you know, they do things for us, but to see it is so incredible. It's just so amazing, and that stayed with me all day yesterday. And last night as I was going to sleep, I was thinking about that. And then when I woke up this morning and I keep feeling this urgency, pray, pray, pray. And so I pray throughout the day anyway, but I've been going much deeper and praying much longer and praying much more often with this going on. So I want to tell you, right now there is some kind of special anointing on us to pray, and there is a very special anointing that's bringing answers I believe that the, these prayers and spending time in prayer also has to do with promotions. Um, God always rewards intercession. Intercession is very precious to God's heart. There are so many people, Lord. Um, there, are so, um, there are so many people, y'all, in the world who have no one to pray for them. No one. People who are, are homeless, walk in the streets, they have no family, They have, or there's no Christians in their family. So if you even see somebody out, you know, that looks like they're sad or looks like they're without, pray, just pray a quick prayer. Lord, please save that person. Please meet their need. Please reveal yourself to them. Just a quick little prayer. God can take that one little tiny prayer that you said in that little microwave second, and he can change their life. He can change their life. He can raise up a minister through that person to reach thousands and thousands in the end times. Don't neglect prayer, especially right now. Don't neglect to pray. When you feel the urgency, pray. Even If you're at work, just sit there and pray in your spirit. You know, just pray in your... You don't have to pray out loud. I pray out loud because, like I said, I can. I work from home, so I can pray out loud now. When I used to work in an office, I couldn't do that. When I did research in courthouses, I couldn't pray out loud. I had to just pray silently in my heart. But pray. Either way you do it, just pray. If you're commuting in your car, that was my prayer time in my car. I would have worship music on, and I would pray, like, sometimes all the way to work and all the way home. God is answering prayers right now. He is answering prayers right now. There's a woman listening to this message right now that you have given up hope that God's going to answer you. And he says to you right now, woman of God, you have hope. You have me. And you always have hope when you have him. And he said, when you least expect it, I'm going to answer that prayer. I'm going to answer that prayer. Don't lose hope. Hold fast to your confession. Hold fast to your faith. He is a faithful God. He is a faithful God. Do you hear me? He is faithful. He didn't abandon you. He's not going to abandon you. He's going to answer. But you have to stand in faith in order for him to do that. 
Remember when Daniel prayed and he fasted for 21 days and then the angel came and talked to him? And the angel said from the first day, you know, I was sent, but, you know, I was delayed. Be sure that you bind up the spirit of delay over whatever you're praying for. Be sure to bind up the spirit of delay and every demon working with delay and cast them into the abyss in the name of Jesus so that they offer your stuff and release your blessings. You may have to do that more than once. I've been doing it more than once. But the first day I did it, and everybody who heard that radio show I did on the spirit of delay has said the same thing. The first day they did it, they felt like this big weight lifted off of them. And it will also, it helps your faith. When you can feel that change, it will encourage your faith. So be sure that if you are waiting on something, especially if you've been waiting for a long time, find up that spirit of delay because it will help you. If you've been believing for a healing for a long time or believing for a godly mate, you know, whatever you're believing for, find up the spirit of delay. Well, that's all I have for you right now. I've got to work on this week's message. But I hope this has been a blessing to you because I know that word God gave me sure did bless me a whole lot. I'm fixing to type it up and get it out on the Wings of Prophecy site so it can encourage some more people. Uh, if this has been happening to you, um, you can go to the site, wingsofprophecy.com, and leave a comment on this word. It's going to be called, If My People Will Pray. You can leave a comment here on the video, but I probably don't look at my YouTube comments even twice a year because I don't have time to go through them and, and um, approve them. It's just one more thing in my very long list of things to do. And as it is, most of the time I work 12, 14 hours a day, so my YouTube comments are kind of at the bottom of my list. So I hope this has been a blessing to you. Thanks for watching. I hope you have a great week. God bless you. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. There you are, brothers and sisters. Uh, it is time to continue to pray. Praise you, God. First uh, Thessalonians 5.17 says, Pray continuously. Uh, praying continuously is never stopping, uh, and never stopping to pray. It's never ceasing to pray. It's not giving up on prayer. Never do that because the Lord is going to answer your prayer. And one of the things the Lord says to me last night when he came to me in my dream, when he took me to show me what would come, and he says, I'm, I'm giving you two gifts that you've been asking for, and he released it over my life. And it was so powerful because I've been praying for them. Thank you, Lord. In the night before, I was I was in my prayer with the Lord, and I was thinking, I'm not going to stop asking the Lord for this until He tells me. Praise you, Lord. He's going to give it to me, and and praise God. He He gave me the two gifts that I was asking Him more. Praise the Lord. We'll be an equip for whatever's ahead of us, whatever's coming. To do the work of the Lord, the Lord is equipping us, but we need to hear from the Lord. Praise God. And then the Lord says, says, says some other things to me. Praise you, God, that, amen. I was so happy he said this to me. Praise you, Lord. Amen. But the Lord is going to bring his promise to pass. I've been going back to the Lord. Lord, you promised that you were going to do this, Lord, uh, that you were going to make these things happen. When you brought me to North Carolina, you told me you... You're going to make these things happen. Praise the Lord. And the Lord says to me, ask whatever you, you, whatever you want, and I will give it to you. And the Lord knows I'm asking for, for his own kingdom, for more soul, for more people to be blessed, for more people to be helped. Praise you, God, for us to be in position to help other people. When you ask to help someone else, you won't believe the joy of the Lord, how happy the Lord will be. 
when you're doing it not for your own benefit, like like some people pray, just for themselves. No. When you're doing it to help someone else, the Lord is so pleased. The Lord uh, would be so happy. He would answer you. He said, ask whatever you want. I will grant it to you. Praise the Lord. Praise to God. Because we're praying. We want to have a church building here. We want to do all these things quick before the judgment. Because the Lord showed me back in Massachusetts that we will have the church building before the judgment. Because we are going to help our people here. Amen. When all this mess comes, because I know the mess is coming and it's close. Judgment is coming. It's going to be a huge mess in the United States. We want to be in position to help our people, for family to come that we can we can shelter, amen, and we can we can share the gospel with them. We can help our people. We can help one another. And the Lord has said, the Lord has said, my son, what I'm going to give you is for you to help other people too, as you would ask, as you had asked, and that's what it is. That's why he's, he wants to put in our hand the things we need so we can help other people. Because a lot of people that are in Florida, Miami, Orlando, New Jersey, New York, Washington, D.C., Maryland, Georgia, okay, New York, New Jersey, and on, they don't realize the danger they're in. They don't, a lot of people don't realize, including Christians like this brother. He saw a lot of Christians in trouble. They don't realize in the trouble they're in. By being in those areas. That's why the Lord had told people in Miami, Florida, Orlando to get out. The Lord had told them to dream, vision, get out. I told the family, pick up your things and get out. Because judgment is coming. People that are in California, San Francisco, okay, Los Angeles, they're in great danger. And they don't realize how danger, how big the danger it is. This brother, this brother that saw the dream last night, he said he saw California earthquake. That the Lord had me had me speaking one in those videos he saw, and he says, brother, just exactly as you said, the place was totally damaged. So much people had lost their life, and that's what we're talking about: people losing their life in a single night. They don't realize that people people in Chicago are in great danger. The Lord have warned me, okay, about Chicago. Chicago, a powerful, powerful earthquake. It's going to destroy Chicago. And so uh, the Lord has spoken to people to get out of there, move out of there. Praise the Lord, the safer place. And I asked the Lord about North Carolina. He told me this place is safe. And he also told me, Jesus told me, I saw him in this revelation of Jesus. He took me to the mountain of North Carolina, and we were walking together. And Jesus was talking to me as he talked to Abraham. And he said, this, I brought you to this place. This is my, This is mine here. This place is secure. I bring my pe- my children here, my people. I bring it here, and I'm keeping this place secure for them. Praise the Lord. And so Jesus Himself is the one that has told me these things, and that's why I told people, praise the Lord, because the Lord knows everything. I don't know. I trust the Lord. That's it. But I don't know everything, and that's why I'm back and forward to the Lord, you know, for Him to help me understand, give me wisdom and knowledge of the things that are coming. Praise the Lord. So brother, brother Benjamin was telling me that when it's totally level, it's nuclear. Because if, if a tsunami comes, it, it can be 200, 100 mile away, don't matter, or 100 feet away, don't matter. The building will still will be standing. They will be damaged, of course, but they will be standing. Amen. But when it's a, when it's a nuclear weapon, they're level completely. The fire will destroy everything. And that's exactly what I saw last night. 
That's exactly what Jesus was showing me last night. And I said, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. We truly, we truly, truly need to prepare. The Lord, uh, the Lord has been whining through his prophet and is after people to be obedient. Praise you, Lord. It's after people. I asked the Lord uh, multiple times about all these things, and he has kept confirming them that they are going to happen suddenly as a surprise. Praise you, Lord. They're going to happen suddenly, brothers and sisters. And and, and uh, the people are not going to escape when they happen. The people that are in the middle of it, if, if people are still alive, are going to have a difficult life. You can imagine walking from Florida to North Carolina. We're talking about eight to nine. Hallelujah. Uh, it could be, brother. It could be. It could be. All this is in relationship with how they're treating Israel for sure. Amen. Praise you, God. If people will have to walk from Florida to, to North Carolina, eight or nine hours is a lot of walk. In an eight or nine hour in car driving, imagine we're talking about two or three days walking, okay, at least two or three days walking. It's going to be very difficult for people. Praise you, Lord. I had a sister from Florida two or three days ago. She was contacting me, okay, Praise the Lord. And the Lord has been speaking to her to dreams about the judgment that is coming there. I still have her message on, on, on Facebook. And, and, and she asked me to pray, help her pray for the Lord to lead her. Because the Lord has been showing her that the distraction is coming. And that um, she needs to get out. It's what the Lord has said to her. She needs to get out. She really needs to get out. And so she, she was asking me, praise the Lord. And usually when people hear from the Lord, telling them to get out out of the danger, and then they want to talk to me about it and, and to have me pray and all that, I, you know, praise you God. I know what the Lord is having me say, and that's why I'm saying it, because I've seen what the Lord has shown me that is coming. And the Lord, Lord is not going to tell us something that is not. When the Lord reveals something like this, telling someone to move, it is because it's something very, uh, very danger. Hallelujah! That is coming. Thank you, Lord. I'm looking through my uh, Facebook right now, looking for. Uh, uh, thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Looking for the message. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. There's just so many messages, brothers and sisters. But I tell you, things are moving. Things are happening, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And we need to be obedient to the Lord. We need to seek the Lord as much as we need to, to make sure that, uh, praise to God, we, we, the Lord is guiding us in these, in these time of trouble, time of difficult. Hallelujah. Because things are really happening, and they are going to continue to happen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And to the Lord, why the Lord is showing his people these things. Okay. I think, believe I just found the, the message. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
she said through your video, Conley, other video I have been viewing, I heard many prophecy about the East Coast tsunami that will soon occur as a result of the asteroid, an earthquake event that God is going to unleash on this world. I live in South East South Florida, and I believe that I should be preparing to leave. Uh, but I don't have anywhere to go, she says. And then she's asking me if I have any idea. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for her and her family to move all out of there all together. Praise you, Lord. Because the Lord, hallelujah, the Lord has shown her. Let me see. The Lord has shown her uh, what is coming. And she, she, she heard the warning, but I believe she, said she had a dream. Also, thank you, Lord, and praise you, Jesus. She wants to get out. She wants to get out, and she, you know, she also wants to be obedient. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, she said, I've been asking God in my daily prayer whether or not I should leave Florida. And she's still waiting on the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. But, you know, once the Lord tells you to do something, it's what I tell people. If you if you get a warning from the Lord in, in your heart, you know it's the Lord. Praise you, God. Yes, you, you may want to continue to pray about, about moving because I know it, it is hard to move a family, to move from a state to another. But, you know, it's the Lord talking and the Lord saying that uh, the judgment is going to come. Thank you, Lord. And we just have to be obedient. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So it, it just, it's just about being obedient, brothers and sisters. That's it. That's what the Lord wants. If the Lord, if you know the Lord is talking to you to move because judgment is coming, uh, um, if you sit there waiting, you know, it's it, it just, it, it, it just very dangerous to do so, brothers and sisters. And I tell people, if you know the Lord is talking to you, to go ahead and, and, and a move from where you are because it's it's just going to be so danger, you know. Um, praise your Lord. You just got to be obedient to the Lord. That's it. You just got to be obedient because the Lord knows. We don't know everything, but the Lord knows. And and we got the Lord, the word of the Lord, brothers, and sisters, sudden destruction. Sudden destruction, the Lord talks about in his word. Sudden destruction is coming. Thank you, Lord. Praise Jesus. Amen. Praise God. And then the Lord says, hallelujah, for nations shall rise against nations, Matthew 24, 7. Hallelujah. And realm against realm. And there should be famine and pestilence and earthquake. And thereby place And when he says earthquake, he's talking about also tsunami. Those tsunami, hallelujah, those tsunami are coming. Those tsunami are coming. Now, when I talk about Washington, I talk about Washington, D.C., with the White House. All these are the beginning of sorrow. We we are in the beginning of sorrow. Matthew 24, A. People think we are in the tribulation. No, we are in the beginning of sorrow. Uh, they should be delivered. Uh, youth are to be afflicted. And, you know, delivered to be afflicted. That is being thrown in the female camp. Okay? That's where the affliction of the people truly will be. They should deliver you. How are you going to be delivered? The police, the army, the marine, okay, Shalom Miguel, they are going to to capture people or hold people 
uh, uh, captive, shall be delivered you to be afflicted and shall kill you and you shall hate of all nations for my name's sake. Christians are the ones that are going to be persecuted when they're thrown in the FEMA camp. And that's what this brother saw last night. A lot of Christians being thrown in the FEMA camp. Okay? And it's all because they hate Jesus. They hate God. Amen? And then should many be offended and should be betray one another and should hate one another. And and this, this is happening against Christians. When Christians see the reality of the Word of God happening, they're going to hate other, other Christians. Amen? Many full prophets will rise and shall see many. And that's what's happening. Because you have a lot of people saying, oh, this is not going to happen within many years. When the Lord is showing us it's going to happen soon, they're close to happen. But no, many people are going to be deceived in many other ways. Because the iniquity should be increased, the love of many should be called. Yes, yeah, shall be called. It, 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 people are just going to turn wax cold, the, the King James said. They're going to wax cold. They're going to turn cold for the Lord. Amen. Uh, or oh, for the neighbor, not loving the neighbor, I should they love themselves, the second commandment. First and second commandment is going to be broken now more than ever, is what the Lord is saying. To love the Lord with all your heart, all your, all your soul, all your, all your mind, and all your strength. That's the first commandment. Second commandment, that you love your neighbor as you love yourself. Well, those two commandments are going to be broken now more than ever. You're seeing that uh, uh, how, how, how Christians are just changing. People are just beginning to change in a way that people are like, wow. Because it, the, the, the love of many is just for the love to, 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 to turn call because of the iniquity, the evil. Especially the violence, violence. I, I remember the, the generation of Noah. What happened with that generation and, and those fallen angels, those demons? Well, they, 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 they got into violence. They began to be violent to one another, killing one another. And all that violence grieved the Holy Spirit. All this Christian turning against Christian, people turning against people, all that grieves the Holy Spirit. It's going to grieve the Holy Spirit. And as they grieve the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit walk away from people, they turn evil. Because if you don't have the Holy Spirit in your life, evil, an evil spirit, Jesus said, when, when the Holy Spirit leaves and that demon returned that was in the house and that person's life, it's going to bring seven more and they're going to find the house clean. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is a Holy Spirit. It's a clean spirit. It's a pure spirit. And so a lot of people life that were put together by the Holy Spirit, now they're going to be filled with demons in the last day. And they're going to act so evil, so unforgiveness. You know, there's something that turns people so bitter, and it's unforgiveness. You see, if someone always getting mad and bitter, that's unforgiveness in their heart to other people, brothers and sisters. Unforgiveness can turn people really bitter. This is why we need to practice forgiveness, brothers and sisters. We need to practice forgiveness. We need to forgive our, our, our other, other people. Pray, pray that you could, that the Lord will help you to forgive, brothers and sisters. We need to. We need to practice these things because a lot of people will turn cold. And we're seeing it already happening. Christian turning cold for the Lord, for the love of God, for the love of the neighbor, the love of the brother. You know, I've seen so many people just disrespecting me with emails and messages and stuff without any care, without any love, without any love. They just disrespect you. They don't care. They act like they don't care. 
And that's disrespecting. That is having no love toward your neighbor. When the Bible says love your neighbor as you love yourself. You don't want those things for your life. So don't do it to other people. So these things are happening more and more but as, as we go on. And when this, when this emergency comes and they start throwing, hallelujah, can be, can be that also too. When this emergency comes, when this emergency comes, and, and they start uh, uh, coughing people, they, they start locking people up in, in jail. When the FEMA comes, people love are going to turn cold. They, they're going to turn against one another, the word of God says. And, and then the Lord says, as a whining, hallelujah, but, but he that endureth to the end shall be safe. God just wants us to endure, that you don't give up. He don't want us to give up at all. Never. Don't give up on your prayer. Don't give up on the Lord. The Lord will never give up on you, first of all. He will never give up on you. Why would you give up on the Lord? Don't give up on the Lord is what the Lord is saying. Because he will help us. He will help us endure. He will help us last. He will help us uh, continue to persevere. He will give us the strength. He knows how far we can go. The Lord knows how far we can go. So he's there to give us the strength for us to, to be able to continue, brothers and sisters. But we need to learn to trust the Lord. It is a process. No one just learn it right away. We know that. It's a process for people to learn to trust the Lord. But as you depend more on the Lord, as you cry out more to the Lord, you will learn. You will learn to trust Him. You will learn to trust Him. But you have to practice prayer to Him. You need to cry out to the Lord. If you're always crying out to man, you're not depending on the Lord. If you're always going to people for what's going on in your life, you are not depending on the Lord. But when you go to the Lord all the time, now your dependence is on the Lord. So no matter what comes to your life, learn to go to the Lord Jesus. Because he will always be there for us. Always. He will never leave us. He will never forsake forsaken us. He has told us. He will be with us to the end of the world. He will never leave us, brothers and sisters. And so when we practice to when we practice to pray to him, that we're depending on him, that we're waiting on him. That will help us so much in our walk with the Lord, brothers and sisters. You will not believe how much that will help you when you always go to the Lord and you're always depending on the Lord. My goodness, it will help you so much. Hallelujah. In your walk, in your daily walk, in your daily repentance, it will help you so much. You will grow so much. You will grow so much. You will mature so much. And whatever you're going through, always ask the Lord for wisdom. Wisdom and knowledge. Don't think you know it all. Or don't think you know enough to, to you know. No, never think that way. Never, never behave this way. Learn always to trust the Lord. Because the Lord would always help you. He will always be there. Listen to the Proverbs 4.1. Hear, O G two, and the instruction of a father. Give ear to, le to learn understanding. For I do give you a good doctrine. Therefore forsake ye not my law. For I was, I was my father's son, tender, and dear in his sight and my mother. When he taught me and said unto me, Lend thy heart and hold fast my word. Keep my commandment and thou shalt live. 
get wisdom, get understanding. For, forget not, neither uh, decline from the word of my, of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she'll keep thee. Love her, and she'll preserve thee. Thank you, Jesus, for this word. Wisdom is the beginning. Hallelujah. Wisdom is the beginning. Get wisdom, therefore, and above all thy possession, get understanding. You see that even everything you have, everything that you have in your life, that God wants, that God has given you to manage your children, your family, your your job, everything. You want to ask God understanding, wisdom. Get wisdom, brothers and sisters. Get understanding. Ask the Lord to help you to understand your life, what you're going through. Thank you, Lord. And the Lord will always be there to help you. Verse 8, it sucked her, and she will assault thee. She, she, she shall bring thee to honor if thou embrace her. She shall give you a comely ornament to thine heart. Yea, she shall give thee a crown of glory. Okay. Hear, my son, and receive my words. Hallelujah. In the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom, and led thee in the path of righteousness. When thou goest, thou uh, uh, they shall not be astray. When, the, when thou runnest, thou shalt not fall. Take hold of instruction, and leave not. Keep her, for she is thy life. Instruction, praise the Lord. Enter not into the way of the wicked, and walk not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, and go not by it. Turn from it, and pass by. For they cannot sleep, except they have done evil. And their sleep departed, except the cause uh, soon to fall, for they eat the bread of the wickedness. They, they they drink the wine of violence. You see, what we're talking about is violence. Why is the earth turning so violent? Because so many people, so many Christians are backsliding, are turning wicked, are turning evil. And as they turn evil, hallelujah, as they turn evil, they will act and behave this way. Brothers and sisters, by the way that the righteous shine as the light, that shine more and more into the perfect day. That's the light of Jesus. You know that? The light of Jesus shining and shining unto the perfect day. Thank you, Lord. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not where they should fall. My son, hearken unto my word. Incline thy ear into my saying, let they not depart from thine eye, but keep them in the midst of thy heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health unto all the flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligently, for thou cometh life. Put away from thee a forward mouth, put the wicked lips from, the, from thee. Let thy eye behold the, the right, and let thy eye lift direct the way before thee. Ponder the path of the feet, and let all the way be ordered aright. Turn not to the right nor to the left, but move thy foot from evil. Remove thy foot from evil. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Either whether we go to the female camp, Oh, we never go to the female camp. We are trusting the Lord. I saw my family and I in the female camp. The Lord has shown me 
we are in the beginning of sorrow. The Lord, if the Lord allows us to go through these things, what the Lord wants us is to trust Him. Trust Him. Put a trust, our total trust on Him now. Don't wait it off. Don't leave it for later. Later, it may be too late. Now is the time when should we be trusting the Lord, brothers and sisters, because He's warning us now. He's given us His warning now. So we will be prepared. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Here's what Healer 7, uh, Healer 7, I believe it's Healer 7 says. Thank you, Lord. I'll be back after this. Praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome to God's Healer 7 channel. I'm Sister Barbara. I have Brother Dan with me. We have a really exciting prophecy message. I've been running around all day with this one. I'm still running around with it. I'm going to be in the New King James Version Study Bible. I'm going to start in the book of Malachi. I'm going to be reading verses 4, or chapter 4, 1 to 6. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud guests, all who do wickedly, will be stubbled. And the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that will leave them neither root nor branch. But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like salsa-fed calves. You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. On this day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts, remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with the curse. So next I'm going to be in Luke. I'm going to be starting on verse 16, uh, chapter 4, verse 16. I'm going to read probably right to the end, uh, 26. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read, and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found a place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set up at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book, and he gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So all bore witness to him, and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is this not Joseph's son? He said to them, You will surely say this proverb to me, Physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in your country. Then he said, Assuredly, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was a great famine throughout all the land, but to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. 
And finally, I'm going to be in the book of Revelation. I'm going to be in chapter 11, verses 4 to 6. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands standing before the God of the earth. And if anyone wants to harm them, fire proceeds from their mouth and devours their enemies. And if anyone wants to harm them, he must be killed in this manner. These have the power to shut heaven so that no rain falls in the days of their prophecy. And they have the power to over waters to turn them to blood and to strike the earth with all the plagues as often as they desire. Glad to be here again on God's Healer 7. I got this word on June 14th of 2015. <clears throat> Shall discord and enmity not fall victims to the truth? <clears throat> now is the time for the path to be cleared for the one who wears the cloak of righteousness. Hearken, for in the distance a tempest brews. Time awaits the destiny of the ages. The sorrows of Solomon shall not be repeated this day, for wisdom knows the truth. Has the beginning not spoken of the end? Speak now, son of man, speak the truth, for I breathe life into these words. I shall reap the bounty of the harvest. Proclaim the time of sorrows is upon thee. Will wickedness not receive its just punishment? The heavens stand in readiness, for where there has been patience, there shall be judgment. Men's hearts shall grow cold, for I shall pour out my wrath on the unforgiven. Even now they mock their Creator. Let the passage of time note this day and hour. Amen. So, that's why I was running around. This is the timing of an event. So it says, let the passage of time know this day and hour. So when did you get this message? About 1.58 Eastern Time. So on June 14, 2015, that was Sunday at 1.57, we are to note the day and the hour. Woo! <laughs> I was running around for hours with this. So again, we know in the latter days, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You can read that in Acts 2.38. And in proclaiming the acceptable year of the Lord from now until September 23rd, 2015, Yom Kippur, Day of Atonement, and Brother Dan, as you were getting this message, you got the title of it, Days The Days of, of Elijah. Elijah. So the time is noted. Sunday, June 16th, 2015, at 1.57 p.m. God bless you all. June 14th. What did I say? June 16th. June 14th, 2015. So God bless you all. Remember to like us on God's Hiller 7 Facebook channel. I put other things up there, some scriptures and uh, other prophecy messages that go along with some of these we're going to be recording today. Uh, thank you, Brother Dan. Thank you, Lord. Very excited. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. His word is being fulfilled. Thank you, Lord. It is coming to pass, and the Lord is, is letting us know. Hallelujah. Praise you, God, that um, these things are happening. 
The Lord says in Matthew 25, 15, When ye therefore shall see the abomination and desolation, spoken by Daniel the prophet, said in the holy place, Jerusalem, let him that read it consider it or understand it, says the King James. So, we see the abomination. We see the Pope in Israel. We see Obama in Israel. We seen, we seen the things that we are warned, but that when we see them, when we read, we should understand what it means. And it means that whatever Rome's and Obama are planning against Netanyahu, against the Jewish people, it's in the Word of God. And it means that God is going to fight for His people. That no matter how much they plan. To destroy the Jewish people is not going to happen. They can plan, they can plan, they can plan. But God has said through his prophet, he knew, he knew. David said in Psalm 83, 2, For Lord, thy enemy makes us a move, and they that hate thee have lifted up their head. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people, and have consulted against thy secret one. They have said, Come. And let us cut them off from being a nation, the nation of Israel. And let the name of Israel be no more in remembrance. Be no more in the memory of the world. Be no more in the memory of the Jewish people. And that is not so. That is not so. That will never happen. That's what's in their heart. Only evil. Only destruction. Only the elimination of the Jewish people. We see Kerry, Obama, the Pope, pushing this issue through the U.N. as they have replaced the leaders of the U.N. And now they're going to vote to give the Palestinian their state and make Jerusalem into Palestine, which the Palestinian and all the Arab brothers have claimed for years that there is no land for the Jewish people. That Israel is a made-up nation, and that they should be eliminated. They should be cut off from being a nation, and that the name of Israel be no more in remembrance. That is Psalm 83.4. Everything I hear them saying on television, on the Internet, as I pay attention to what they're saying, the leaders, their Islam leader. Uh, they talk about the Quran, and when they talk about Israel, they are saying that Israel is not a nation. And what they want to do is cut them off from being a nation, because they believe that Israel have, have the, the Jewish people have made made up their own nation, okay, which they call Israel, and that the name of Israel, okay. The name of Israel be no more in remembrance. They obviously don't read much the Bible. And they are talking about the Quran. And when they're talking about eliminating Israel from being a nation, that is Psalm 83.4. And I, all those words are just in my mind as I hear them talking, brothers and sisters. How, how can the word of God be so accurate? But it's because God is accurate. God has never made a mistake in all eternity, brothers and sisters. Never. Never. He's telling us word by word the things they will plan to do. 
Hallelujah. Word by word. It's just the word of God is coming right, happening right before our eyes. This is why we daily have to see it. Hallelujah. Because it's happening. Now, there are things happening in the United States that not much people are talking about, brothers and sisters. We already can see the judgment happening on this nation, but a lot of people don't know. But that's why you got to go to the news. Just hear a few of the things that are happening, okay, that people don't talk about it. Listen to this. I'll be back. Are you serious? Are you serious, folks? Mass animal deaths. The Hosea prophecy certainly continues to take place. Matter of fact, let me just explain to you the thousands of different mass animal deaths around the world is increasing at unbelievable numbers, shocking people, folks. I'm serious. It is shocking people just how many are dying. We're living in the last days. I'm going to share with you how many mass deaths have taken place just since June the 1st. Let's just look at June the 1st. Let's just look at June the 1st. We're only 15 days into the month, and it's unbelievable what's taking place. First of all, you need to know there's been 412 known mass animal deaths events in 66 countries around the world, and we're only on June 15th. Here's what's taking place so far. On June the 1st, there was a large fish kill in a river in France. June the 1st, large die-off of fish in uh, Bulgaria. June the 1st, hundreds of dead fish found washed up in Big Bear Lake in California. June the 1st, thousands of dead fish floating in a lake in Thailand. June 2nd. 57,000 dead birds dying from an outbreak of the avian flu in Iowa. June 2nd, hundreds of dead turtles found along a lake shore in China. June 2nd, 21 dead pilot whales in Scotland. June 2nd, 88 dead seabirds, 52 dead dolphins, sea lions all along the coast of California, some believe from that oil spill may have caused it. June 3rd, hundreds of dead fish appear in the waters of Mexico. June 3rd, tons of dead fish in a different lake in Aldamama, Mexico. June 3rd, 415,000 dead chickens dying from the avian flu in Minnesota. And, folks, it doesn't stop there. Unbelievably, June 4th, 127,000 antelopes die within a week and a half, 10 days, suddenly falling dead in Indonesia. June 4th, 120,000 dead birds die of the avian flu, they believe, in Turkey. June 6th, a large fish kill in the Mattoon River, I mean, Mattoon Lake in Illinois. Uh, June 7th, a large die-off of fish in a reservoir in China. June 8th, hundreds of dead fish found along the riverbanks of Uruguay. June 8th, ten thousands of dead fish wash up in some type of a mystery in Hong Kong, China. June 8th, hundreds of dead fish washing up of the beaches 
of Florida, June 9th. Hundreds of dead fish dying in Clear Lake in California, June 9th. 900,000 dead chickens. This time, again, believed to be avian flu, Nebraska. June the 9th, 10,000 dead fish found in a beachfront in France. June 10th, thousands of dead fish found in a river in Ireland. June 10th, the same day. Hundreds of dead sheep, sheep, also found in Ireland. Folks, when the, when the sheep are dying in big numbers, you need to be concerned because whatever's going on in the spiritual world manifests a lot of times in the physical. Now, there are thousands of, hundreds of dead sheep concerns me. I remember a couple years ago when 30,000 sheep died in three days. In Uruguay, uh, on June 11th, hundreds of dead fish wash up on the beach in France. June 11th, dozens of dead penguins wash up dead on the beaches of Uruguay. June 12th, thousands of dead crabs wash up on, those are tuna crabs. You saw it. I did a video on the crabs on the beaches of San Diego. And the same day that happened, thousands of purple blobs washed up on the uh, beaches of San Francisco. Same day, June 12th. June 12th, 40,000 uh, dead fish in a pond. Another unbelievable mystery to the people of China. June 13th, massive fish amounts die in a lake in China. And June 13th, thousands of dead fish in a river in uh, Guatemala. And now that's through the 13th. I think there's probably been some more animal kills on the 14th and 15th. I don't even have that updated. If you want a complete list of all of the massive fish killed, animal kills, birds, large animals all over the world, you can go to uh, org. They have been keeping track of this for the last four and a half years. Ever since the Hosea prophecy began, the Lord told me to prophesy this. Uh, after the birds fell out of B.B. Arkansas, the fish washed up 2 million on the banks of the Chesapeake River. And after uh, 212 cows fell dead in a dairy farm in Stockton, Wisconsin, the Lord told me, this is the Hosea prophecy. Hosea chapter 4, verses 1, 2, and 3. And Paul, he said, I want you to prophesy that it has begun and that it won't end. It's a 3,000-year-old prophecy, and folks, it hasn't ever stopped, and it won't. The Lord is coming soon. Why is it? Let's read the scripture. Hosea chapter 4, verses 1, 2, and 3. Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. For the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land, by swearing and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out and blood touches blood. Therefore the land shall mourn, and everyone that dwelleth therein shall languish with the beasts of the field and with the fowls of heaven, yea, and the fishes of the sea also shall be taken away. These scriptures are being fulfilled before your very eyes. As mankind continues to walk in disobedience 
from the Word of God. We're living in the last days. The 3,000-year-old prophecy being fulfilled, and yet we are making excuses and blaming it on different types of harp or blaming it on, you know, climate change or blaming it on this and that and the other instead of realizing. And yes, God can use different things, but this overall four and a half years should be a sign of the end times. Are you saved? Give your life to Jesus Christ. He's coming for the bride. You don't want to be left behind. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah, I'm sorry, Jeremiah, uh, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 31, 34. They shall teach no more. Every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greater of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive the, their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Thus say the Lord, which giveth the sun for a light to the day, in the course of the morn, and of the star for a light to the night, which breaketh the sea, when the wave therefore roar, the tsunami, his name is the Lord of hosts. If these ordinances depart out of my sight, said the Lord, then shall the sea of Israel cease from being a nation before me forever. What is God is saying? Heaven and earth will pass, but not my word, Jesus said. Amen. And he compared that word, and I said in Jeremiah 31, 36, to his, to his commandment, he compared Israel to his commandment. If these ordinances depart out of my sight, says the Lord, then shall the sea of Israel cease from being a nation before me. It's what the Lord is saying to the world, to everyone. There is no way Israel can cease, God is saying, from being a nation. That is impossible, God is saying. In other words, that said the Lord of the heaven, verse 37. Hallelujah. If the heaven can be measured, or the foundation of the earth can be searched out beneath, then will I cast all the seed of Israel, for all that they have cloned, says the Lord. That's impossible, too. Another test God is giving humanity. Another test. Behold, the day comes, says the Lord, that the city should be built to the Lord from the tower of Hananel unto the gate of the corner. The city of Jerusalem is going to be built again, is what the Lord is saying. And he's given the measurement that New Jerusalem will have. You have to look at the map to see the miles, the distance, and all that. Thank you, Lord. Verse 29. And the line of the measurement should go forth in his presence upon the hill of Gareth, and it shall come past about Goth. That is another, uh, uh, you got a, 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 a wide, a width, and a longitude for the city. It's long, it's wide. Praise the Lord. We will have to look in the map to compare the, the how long it is, how wide it is. Verse 40. The whole valley of the dead, uh, uh, the valley of the dead of bodies, in the ashes, and all the field unto the brook of Kidron, and unto the corner of the host gate toward the east, 
shall be holy unto the Lord, neither shall be plunked up nor destroyed anymore forever. We know that the Antichrist is going to do a lot of harm and the tribulation. But the Lord is going to keep the Jewish people forever. The cease of Israel is going to be kept, brothers and sisters. Heaven and earth will pass, but not his word. Neither, hallelujah, the seed of Israel will pass. It's God saying to the world, to everyone, there is no way the seed of Jacob, the seed of Israel, can pass away because God Almighty is making sure. Verse 33, verse 33 but there should be a covenant, a covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in the inward part, and I will write it in their heart, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. They are God's people. No matter what people say, God have mercy. Hallelujah. They are God's people. They are his people. That's Jeremiah 31, 33. God have mercy. Hallelujah. And then he said, verse 32, Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers, and I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although it was I was a husband unto them, said the Lord. How did the Lord took the children of Israel out of Egypt? He took them out of there by their hand, says God. Do you believe that? Jesus was there with Moses, okay? And he took them, I, when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. So how did he brought Jacob, Israel, out of, out, of, out of Egypt? By the hand. Come on, my son, Jacob. And the Lord himself, Jesus Christ, walked out of there holding his son Israel by the hand. You, don't you think he's going to protect his son Again, he clearly, he clearly says that Jacob, Jacob is my son. Jacob is his son. So he's not going to, to, to let anyone hurt his son because Jacob is his son. Thank you, Lord. He said through the prophet, hallelujah, Isaiah, Jacob is my son. Thank you, Lord. And so he's going to protect, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Here it is. Uh, um, Genesis 20. Uh, no, no, this is not Genesis. Looking for Isaiah. Praise the Lord. The Lord says that Jacob is his son. Hallelujah. Is my son. Clearly. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And and when he said that, he's very jealous. He's very protective, is the word. Hallelujah. And, and, and um, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He calls it in, in Ezekiel, he calls Jacob his servant. And they should dwell on the land. This is Ezekiel 37, 25. They should dwell on the land that I have given unto Jacob, my servant, where your father have dwelt, and they should dwell therein, they and their son and their sons forever. And my servant David should be their prince forever. This is in the millennium. Some people had asked about this. Here it is. In the millennium, Praise the Lord. David is going to be their king forever. Hallelujah. Forever uh, he's going to be their king, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. And that's in Ezekiel 37 25. Amen. But he also said that Jacob is his son. Thank you, Jesus. 
praise your God. I'm telling you, God loves Israel. He's going to protect Israel. He's not going to let anyone harm him. If he, if he was going to abandon Israel, he would have abandoned them in Egypt. They were enslaved. Uh, the Egyptians had the plan to kill them all, extinct the nation of Israel, but they never couldn't. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Micah 5, 7. And the reigning of Jacob should be among many people as the dew from the Lord and as the shower upon the grass that waited not for men, nor hope in the son of Adam. It's the Lord, the hope of Jacob. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. And they know, they know who to cry to when they need the Lord's help. They know who to cry. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Ma 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 Malachi, for I am the Lord. I change not, and ye son of Jacob are not consumed. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. The Lord is going to continue to, to protect uh, his people. Praise the Lord. He loves Jacob. He's going to protect Jacob. No matter who comes again, hallelujah, he's going to protect them. He's going to protect Israel. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God, brothers and sisters. We have to uh, understand who Israel is in the eyes of Father God. It is his son, and he's always going to protect them and keep them and deliver them from the worst enemy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Here it is, Isaiah 45, 11. Thus say the Lord, the only one of Israel, the, the only one of Israel, and his maker, ask me of things to come concerning my son and concerning the works of my hand, command you me. He's asking the people, do you command me for the things that, that I'm going to do? Praise the Lord. No. No one can command God. God God is God. God is in control. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 12. I have made the earth and created man upon it, whose hand has spread out of the heaven. Have I even commanded all their army? I have raised up the righteousness. I will direct all his way. He should build my city. He should let go, go my captive, not for prize, no reward, says the Lord of hosts. So his son Jesus is going to build the city in Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem, where you and I will dwell. We will dwell in that city. Thank you, Lord, that Jesus is going to make. Here's more information about Israel and around the world, the things that are happening. Actually, this is from today. Here is our sister Hummingbird. Hey, everybody. It's Hummingbird 027 here. Today is June 15, 2015. So I'm back from the vacation. Uh, not really a vacation. It was getting some beef and watching Army Convoy after Army Convoy of the Army National Guard Reserve going into Wyoming's military department, Camp Guernsey. This premier joint training center in Wyoming hosted one of the largest National Guard training um, that has been seen in America. Now, folks, while we were uh, traveling along from... Uh, the border of 
Wyoming there into South Dakota to go see Mount Rushmore since we were in the area, and I never seen it. It was really wild because I had been sitting there as we were traveling with my camera in hand, ready to videotape anything that I seen. And of course, on the day that I was supposed to be driving, I saw all kinds of convoys and my husband couldn't get his camera to work in time. So it was interesting to say the least. Each time we would see one of these military convoys, there would only be a series of about 8 to 10 vehicles. They were so broken up with probably about 5 to 10 miles in between each one to where by the time you actually got your camera ready to record, it was already over. And I'm wondering if they had done this on purpose. So God is so great, guys. We ended up stopping at this uh, pit stop here for a little while to get some gas and use the restroom, of course. And lo and behold, they were all here sitting at the gas tank, um, gas station, filling up their Humvees, all of their vehicles. And we had even asked some of the National Guardsmen, uh, if we could take some pictures of the awesome equipment here, and they were very willing for us to take pictures. They were all okay with it. And uh, these are some of the pictures that we took of some of the equipment. Like I said, this was one of the largest uh, military exercise for the National Guard that ever has existed in America, some of which... There have been thousands upon thousands of people in parachute jumps over that weekend. Now, you can see some of the Army guys going uh, back there. Some of the equipment is just incredible. And, of course, they were gassing it all up, getting ready for their training exercise in Guernsey. But they also had semi-trucks. And as you can see, it's just, you know, double-decker Humvee after double-decker Humvees. Um, I don't know what to really say, folks. This is really going on. We watched it firsthand. Um, those of you who are scoffing and mocking the Jade Helm 15 out there, you need to get your facts straight. You need to get your head out of the sand, and you need to realize that these are pre-martial law training courses. You don't bring the Army and the National Reserve and the Green Berets and all the military guys out there, you don't bring them online and start training them except that you are preparing for something that is imminent, okay? Um, it's a waste of resources. I mean, obviously, they have some training, you know, to keep them fit and doing their thing. This is large-scale training, folks. We're talking... While we were on the highway going from Wyoming into South Dakota, the amount of traffic that we saw militarily, and like I said, they were very clever to break it up into 8 to 10 vehicles at a time and the convoys. There was probably, while we were on that highway, on that road, heading out of where they were headed towards uh, Camp Gurney, I would say that we saw at least seven of those convoys. So that's, you know, 70. That's at least 
70 vehicles that we saw just in the hour alone we were on the highway going from Wyoming to South Dakota. There is no more denying this. Um, we are in pre-martial law stages. They are preparing for events that are coming in September. And I have the proof right here. I witnessed it firsthand. And, you know, none of these people in these military uniforms understand completely why they were there. I mean, maybe 10 at the very most out of all these thousands and thousands of military personnel conducting these exercises have a clue of what's going on. Which now brings me to my next topic, my PowerPoint presentation that I'm trying to get out there, folks. I have been working so hard uh, since my last newscast video. Every day from the moment I wake up, sometimes God will wake me up at 2.30 in the morning, and I will be working on that until I get up and I go clean cabins. Folks, I mean, I eat, breathe, and sleep this presentation. I am now close to 500 slides, and what is being revealed is absolutely stunning. I just don't even know what to think about it. This is not really me that's doing the presentation. It is God's spirit doing this presentation. Um, very interesting. A couple of articles here. This video that Mr. MBB333 posted yesterday night coincides perfectly with my uh, research I'm doing into Antarctica, the Antarctica Treaty, why they won't let anyone go to Antarctica and explore it because it's part of the edge, the rim of the plane that is called Earth. No, we do not live and float on a ball in space. The Old Testament, Genesis 1 and 1, explicitly says that God is the creator of of the earth and the firmament rakia is a solid dome above our heads and NASA has been lying to us and NASA was created by the Nazis Werner von Braun was a big-time initiative who had spearheaded NASA for quite a while oh folks I got so much good stuff to show you so this goes right in line with what I'm gonna tell you today NASA spacecraft reveals image of prophetic black sun. In this video that Mr. MBB333 pointed out, uh, yes, he posted this video um, at the Sun Observatory, and he likes to watch the sun quite a bit. And what was very interesting is that this changed within 15 minutes of him watching the website this was a yellow sun, and then all of a sudden it became a black sun. Now you'll have to come watch the video. I posted the link in the links box, which is always now located at hummingbird027.com. And 15 minutes prior, this is what the sun looked like. That was that fourth picture, the first of the four series of pictures there of the sun. Then all of a sudden it became black. And so within a matter of 15 minutes, it went from a normal-looking sun to a total black sun. Not really sure what to think of this, folks. Uh, we are in the end of days. 
I pray to God, and I have been praying so often these days for God to start moving the hearts of men and women and children all across the earth to start preparing to meet their maker. You really want to stand before the Son of Man. You want to be there. You do not want to be on the earth when all of these things begin to come to pass, folks. And so as you can see, the time and date setting here, um, he definitely got a prophetic black sun on the NASA spacecraft website. Um, I don't know what else to say, folks. These are not just coincidences. This is synchronicity. God is telling us in no uncertain terms that he is coming. Now, this site is doing some very strange things. Um, a couple of weeks ago, Mr. MBB333 posted a picture of a sun. It was in the 4500A. You know, I'm completely ignorant about this kind of stuff in astronomy as far as sun watching and all that. Um, what Mr. MBB333 ended up uh, filming here, not really filming, but capturing, which they NASA ended up taking it off of their site, were these rings on the sun that had never been there before in the 4500A, and now they are completely visible. And guess what? NASA ended up taking down the 4500A so you can't watch what's going on in the sun. So according to Mr. MBB333, the 4500 used to be right here, and then they did take it down. Um, no explanation, no explanation as to whether the camera was actually um, had a faulty problem to it. No explanation, no nothing. They took it down. You didn't see those rings forming on the sun. You didn't see anything. So the spacecraft, uh, now that they took down the rings on the sun, the spacecraft itself is filming this black sun. Um, is the camera messing up? Is the sun actually doing something very strange right now? I do not know. Guess what? This morning when I woke up, the sun was out, but it's now cloudy. I can't see anything. So the black sun uh, really shows forth Nazism. Um, the rise of the black sun, it's definitely coming, folks. Um, at the end of World War III, the scientists that we were told, which were only numbered in a few hundred, uh, were actually taken in, and they began to do nuclear tests. They began to try to find where the dome was, how high it was, whether they could break it, which is totally stupid, because if you actually read Genesis 1 and 1, you will realize that there is water above the firmament. God is not lying to you. If you say that God is a liar, wow, feel sorry for you guys. Genesis 1 and 1, the word cannot be changed. Especially if you start reading on Genesis 1, 6 through 8, the firmament is Rakia, solid dome, there's water above, and um, it has everything to do with what was going on down in Antarctica right before all the nuclear tests, the acquiring of the, not just hundreds, folks, 
We're talking thousands of Nazi scientists that were acquired by the U.S. government in order to continue the Reich's agenda. They never went away. Nazis never went away. Except now, they must have their best plans laid out very well because now they are revealing themselves. And with Mr. MBB's 333's video today of the NASA spacecraft taking pictures of the black sun, the Lord is telling us in no uncertain terms that we are watching the Nazi agenda begin. This is it. Um, I think with the Jade Helm 15, uh, the visions that people have been having uh, all over the planet about a tsunami hitting the east coast of America, and we're talking a major tsunami, folks. Um, when I saw in the vision, the tsunami was well um, towering over the largest buildings, the largest skyscrapers. It was just the most catastrophic event I had ever seen, and there was nothing anyone could do to stop it. The heliocentric model you have been indoctrinated with since the beginning of your life um, up until this point, you have a choice to make whether or not to believe Yahweh in heaven, the Almighty, who told you what the firmament was and where you live. And, and God is very specific. Every man is a liar because God tells the truth. And you've been indoctrinated to believe in a heliocentric model where even today Michio Kaku and other physicists and cosmologists are changing their world view and they are going back to a geocentric model and they're pointing the finger at NASA saying you're hiding information about us being in a geocentric model. Now, I do realize that these are all different uh, terminology we do not live in a geocentric model, okay? Neither sun-worshipping heliocentric model as well. We are in a flat plane. It is very clear to me, um, and I'm hoping to get this presentation out by this week. I have Tuesday off. My family's going to be gone from the house, so I'm going to basically just sit here and finish everything tonight and into tomorrow. Send it off to my little editors out there. You know who you are. <laughs> and they're going to get it back to me, and I'm going to start making videos and start pumping those out. This is taking high priority here for me, folks. I am a, God gave me gifts um, to be an end-time newscast reporter and also to be a researcher. I've always been a researcher first because that helps me to be a better reporter. And because of all this new information that I've learned, um, I'm hoping that it will make me a better witness for Jesus. God is showing us that the Nazi agenda is about ready to unfold before our eyes. Um, the black sun is very clear. What events took place in the early 1940s with the Nazis, America, and the world basically all bringing their eyes upon Antarctica. Um, the campaign called Operation High Jump, unbeknownst to 99% of the world's population, 
change the course of every human being on this earth. Um, President Harry Truman made a full military expedition mounted against Antarctica. This has been documented over and over and over again. After what Admiral Byrd found down there, um, which I believe is an entrance into inside the Earth, once Admiral Byrd went down in there and he actually met um, the Nephilim race that has been breeding down there since the flood, and when he came back and started uh, telling everybody about his journey down there, a lot of things changed. Antarctica Treaty was established. No living soul can go down there without the elite's approval. And quite frankly, you'll never get approval because unless you're a part of the Nazi party, you're never going to get to go down there. Uh, since I have started this presentation, strange events have been happening in my family's and my life. Um, these are just some of them. I have brought to you some of the confirmations I've given over the last several videos I have done. Um, I've had some very interesting encounters with demons. Um, I will run into strange articles like this. Scientists emerge from isolated dome on Hawaii's volcano slope. Didn't know this was going on. As uh, I guess the six scientists had been living for the last eight months um, under this dome, under a dormant Hawaiian volcano. Uh, to simulate what it would be like to live on Mars, and they have emerged from their isolation. Uh, we live in a dome, folks. Um, I can't state this very clearly enough. It's there if you have eyes to see and ears to hear. So as I stated earlier, I will be working uh, furiously on that presentation this week. I have a few days off this week, um, so I am going to jam that out. I could literally be on this getting information forever. There is so much information out there on our flat plane uh, that I had to come to a conclusion last night. I've got to just stop researching, and I've got to start pulling all of it, tying it together, and be able to present it to you. So that will be coming out, uh, God willing, this week. Um, start looking for the videos to pop up. I don't know how I'm going to make these uh, available outside of YouTube. I was contemplating whether or not I want to uh, make DVDs and send those out. Um, that will be a cost that I'll have to pass on to those of you who want those DVDs. I think I would like to encourage everybody to make those DVDs yourself. Um, just because of the shortness of my time. But as always, all of this information is totally free because um, it's academic research, basically. Study of the end times is what I am interested in. And so I want to make sure that everyone has this information. Let me know your thoughts on that suggestion. Email me at hummingbird0777 at gmail.com. Um, this is the only way I will respond to anybody's emails. 
And like I said, I am overwhelmed with emails. I got about a thousand to deal with right now. So anyway, heading on with the news. Iran is standing by refusal to allow inspections of military sites. Brigadier General Jazayiri, who is the deputy of the Iran's Armed Forces reaffirmed on Monday that no permission will be given to any foreigners to access military sites, even if this contradicts the additional protocol mandating SNAP inspections of suspected nuclear facilities. The IAEA has been consistently denied access to the Parchin military base when, in numerous times, Iran has been not suspected, but conducting nuclear blast tests. Folks, Jeremiah 49, verses 34 to the end of the chapter, Elam, which is southwestern Iran, uh, there will be some major destruction coming in that area. If you live in these areas, especially that of eastern Saudi Arabia, which is right across the water from you guys, um, highly suspect you start thinking about somewhere else to live, because according to the Word of God, uh, once this event takes place, everybody's going to flee the area because of the radiation impact, um, because of the destruction. There will be refugees going into all the nations round about. As I try to catch up with some of the news going on, um, one of the events that struck me as being uh, profoundly unique, which, you know, folks, I pretty much lost inner respect I had uh, for Netanyahu at this point, especially since the man studies the Holy Bible uh, and holds Bible studies in his house, um, even suggesting, folks, it's just too bad. Um, I would ask that if Netanyahu at any point could just start standing for the Word of God and give up this need to appease people um, in their Sodomite and Gomorrah uh, morality decline, destruction, I should say. We need to uphold God's word. We are interested in saving their souls from the eternal lake of fire and not uh, comforting them and saying, oh, well, you know, it's okay that you can be gay. It isn't, actually. Israeli Gay Pride Parade highlights progress limitations. This occurred on June 12th. This article, I should say, I was pretty disappointed when I heard some of the LGBT Israelis uh, being angered when Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and other Israeli officials boasted about the nation's relative open-mindedness. Um, as ambassadors for Yahweh, ambassadors for the Almighty in Heaven, uh, we can't be open-minded about sin because sin kills. And look where it's got in the human race today. Um, it's not good, folks. But this is exactly what God told us would happen at the end of the days, um, end of this age. Basically, now folks out there, those of you who just thoroughly despise and hate the Word of God and hate Israel, um, you're missing the whole point of God's mercy and grace 
being poured out on an undeserving humankind. This is not just about nations anymore. Um, you can't change God's laws. They are permanent and forever. You can try to change man's laws uh, to become defiant against the Lord, but realize that you will be asking for judgment at the same time. Look at America. We are already experiencing judgment right now. As I was in South Dakota a week or so ago, the a few of the towns up there flooded out while we were there. Um, it hadn't happened like that ever. We were in the Badlands. I'd never seen so many mosquitoes in the Badlands in all my life. We were eaten alive. It was like a mini plague going on in South Dakota. It was awful. Folks, when God says to um, bless Israel and you will be blessed, Genesis 12 and 3, that means that rely on God's wisdom and understanding that he's going to bring Israelis back to him. But first they've got to fall down, skin their knees, cry a little bit, and then God's going to pick them up and say, you know, I told you so. The LGBT activists say Israel, which ended its ban on same-sex relations in 1988 and introduced laws against discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation in 1992, is by far the most progressive country in the Middle East and ahead of the U.S. in some instances. So why aren't they being judged first? Because the seven-year tribulation is not for the bride of Christ. Once the pre-tribulation rapture occurs, and it will, Church of Philadelphia, those of you out there, the rapture is for the faithful. Those of you who belong to the Church of Laodicea, you will be left behind. It says very clearly in Revelation chapter 3 that you will go through the trial of fire, and you will have to buy of uh, God or Christ gold tried in the fire to make your garments spotless and clean. You're not clean, folks. Um, even though you're believers and you are in the church, you are unclean and unrighteous before the Lord. You need to get your acts straight. Uh, apostates, I'm going to read to you from the book of Enoch in just a little bit, some shocking information while I'm doing this presentation, um, I didn't realize this before, but the book of Enoch talks about this big time, uh, about how apostates um, are in danger of hellfire. Yes, that's believers, which totally trashes the once saved, always saved. Um, you can say that the book of Enoch is not scriptural. It actually is, because even Jude, Christ's brother, stated and talked about it in the book of Jude, which is a very short book, by the way. Um, he talked about it, so it was important to him in that day. It helped him actually to realize that, yeah, Jesus was the Son of God, and I was being stupid, and he became a disciple of Christ. Um, we are going to uh, watch the judgments of God get more and more intense. This is why I've stopped reporting on earthquakes. There's just no point anymore. They're going to get worse and worse. There will be worse and worse cyclones 
um, tornadoes, weather events. If you live in any of these areas by the coasts, out in Tornado Alley, any of these areas, you need to have your to-go bag ready. You need to have your plans in play, where you're going to run to, uh, what kind of shelter you're going to need for any given situation, how much food you're going to need to get through those next few weeks where nothing will be available. Um, it's time to be thinking of these things as well. As long as you are also thinking about the Lord, um, you're going to stay away from events like this. These people have no idea that they are heaping coals upon their head. I think it is uh, highly interesting that when Enoch is talking about, in his book, about the fall of the angels, he's really talking, because he was not only a prophet of the Old Testament and his time before the flood, he was also a prophet that is coming back. And I know some of you don't believe that Enoch is uh, one of the two witnesses and that you believe that Moses is. I mean, you're entitled to your opinion, but... Quite frankly, it is Enoch. He was the only one that actually had prophecies for before the flood and at the end of this age. So it would just be very perfect for God to send him as the one of the two witnesses. We know Elijah is going to be the second one. But Enoch, because he was a prophet of the end times, he will be here to administer that message Uh Enoch's intercession for the angels. He tried to intercess uh, for the angels' salvation, but because they they couldn't even bring themselves to repentance, they couldn't even realize that what they had done was severely wrong. And so God would not hear his intercession. He says, you shouldn't even be interceding for them because they should have been doing this for you the whole time. God wants his message to be understood. The book of Enoch, chapter 14, verse 2, it is important for us to know the truth of God here so that his message will have an effect upon us and our decisions going forward. In verse 4, peace is removed from the apostates as it is here from the fallen angels. They have a final judgment decreed upon them. Folks, it is very clear why Abraham was chosen um, because he was an intercessor, just like Enoch. Um, he interceded. God chose Abraham because he knew that he would pray for the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. He knew that Abraham would argue properly with God for the lives of Sodom and Gomorrah before he passed judgment. A similar event is coming upon Israelis and Americans and all of those in the world, those nations who are embracing Sodom and Gomorrah tendencies. And it's up to us, those who are believers, who are faithful and called, we are to intercede for these folks. Um, we get to read of the fallen angels from whom the intercession was to no avail. For sin was an apostasy that ended the effectiveness of intercession. We are at a critical stage right now because these folks can be interceded for. They still, most of them, have not committed the unpardonable sin. 
Um, the fallen angels literally uh, committed the unpardonable sin. They stopped listening to the Holy Spirit. First John 5 and 16, If any man see his brother sin, a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life. For them that sin not unto death, there is a sin unto death. I do not say that he should pray for it. God seeks for intercessors. He wants us to intercede for the saints, for sinners, everyone. Yet there is one group whom we are not to intercede on. The purpose of intercession is to keep God's mercy upon a person in replacement for the judgment that they deserve. The mercy does not bring forgiveness, but the mercy allows God to treat them as though they were forgiven. As Jesus prayed while upon the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Stephen also prayed, Lay, lay not the sin to their charge as he was being stoned to death. There is a time when God refuses to be merciful. God refused, in this case of the angels, and will refuse in the case of apostates in the last days. Jeremiah chapter 7 and 16 states, Therefore pray, pray not for this people, neither lift up, cry, nor prayer for them, neither make intercession to me, for I will not hear thee. There are many for whom we can intercede. And quite frankly, I truly believe that Jeremiah 7 and 16 at this time, um, we are watching the apostasy in the church happen right now, but it hasn't reached its climax. Only until 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, when the wicked one is revealed, the rapture takes place, the wicked one is revealed, then the apostasy will hit a climax. At this point, I believe Jeremiah 7 and 16 will commence. The apostates will, if you try to intercede for them at that point, it's probably just going to make matters worse. Right now, right this very moment, prior to the seven-year tribulation, we have a small amount of time to start praying for these folks. And um, I don't know about you, but these folks are in my prayers every day to change their hearts, to open their eyes. God, lift the scales from their eyes so that they may see your light and your truth and experience your wisdom. In Christ's name I ask. There are many for whom we can intercede right now. Um, God will refuse to convict the person for whom we might intercede um, he even has instructed us not to pray and intercede for them. This is a time of severity of God. Romans 11 and 22 speaks, Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God. God describes this type of sin as the sin unto death. We have more commonly called it the unpardonable sin. I believe that we are fast approaching this time, folks. Um, we have a small amount of space to intercede, be intercessors for our brothers and sisters all over the world, those who are going through persecution right now, whose whole families are being beheaded by ISIS and Islam. Um, then we have, you know, the gay agenda going on in the world, 
folks, right now is the time to pray for these folks. Any other sin, um, but this one, does not bring premature death to the soul. This sin causes the soul to be eternally damned, and there is no remedy for it. The person who thus sins will never feel conviction again. The Holy Spirit is the source of conviction, and He is personally offended. He will not convict, and if there is no conviction, there can be no repentance. So if one sins the sin unto death, it does no good to pray for them. It is possible and even demanded that we pray for any and every sin other than this one. If anyone sins, any other sin, we are to intercede for them. So God will extend more mercy to them, uh, which will bring them to repentance. Remember, God is a God of love. He does not want to destroy. He wants to build up and construct you in righteousness. Jeremiah 11 and 14 states, Therefore pray not thou for this people, neither lift up, cry or prayer for them for I will not hear them in the time that they cry unto me for their trouble and their trouble is coming folks it really is in the book of Enoch chapter 14 verse 7 the evil in the hearts of these fallen angels remained the same even after Enoch uh, petitioned to God for intercession there was no provision of a savior having died for their sins there was no conviction for sins, and therefore they remained sinful inside. They did not admit the evil. Some today want restoration, want promise of heaven, but do not want to admit their evil nature and wicked deeds. The Church of Laodicea, which is typical of many last-day churches, has many apostates within it. Revelation 3 and 17 tells us, Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not, knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Jude describes the apostates of the last days very well. And he quotes, from the book of Enoch, the angels in Enoch's time were much the same as the apostates today. Verses 10 through 11. But these speak evil of those things which they know not. But what they know naturally as brute beasts, in those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them! For they have gone in the way of Cain, and ran greedily after the error of Balaam, for reward and perished in the gains saying of Kor. Israel's troubles are only beginning. Um, I am praying for the Israelites. When the final exodus begins, after this imminent Middle East war takes place, um, they will be saying peace and safety. Sudden destruction will come upon them. And then God is really going to start dealing with the Israelis, all the tribes. My prayers are with you all. Israel blocks the visit of the UN Human Rights Envoy. This is not good. 
Israel has blocked a visit to the Palestinian territories by a UN rights envoy, an official said on Monday. This is occurring just ahead of the publication of a UN report on last year's Gaza war, which Gaza, the Palestinians, started. It was the second time this gentleman, the UN special rapporteur on human rights in the, in the Palestinian territories, and now Saudi Arabia has also beheaded its 100th person this year. They're ramping up. They're actually starting to set records now. Isaiah 17 time, UN Syrian envoy in Damascus for regime talks. The UN's peace envoy to Syria arrived on Monday in Damascus for talks with Assad's government in a fresh bid to resolve the country's four-year war. He is in Damascus for three days to inform the Syrian officials what they've decided at, in Geneva, um, what's going to happen to Syria. Uh, he is to inform the Syrian officials of those consultations that took place in Geneva. Um, I'm pretty sure it's not good, and Isaiah 17 is about to come to pass. Stationing heavy U.S. military equipment in the Baltic states and Eastern Europe would amount to the most aggressive step by the Pentagon and NATO since the Cold War. Interfax News Agency is quoting the Russian Defense Ministry. Uh, Russia is going to boost its forces in the western flank if the United States stations arms in Eastern Europe. Over the next several weeks, We'll be watching um, seven trends in the Middle East. One of those has been the Lebanese presidency. Uh, not sure if most of you have been keeping up on that. Uh, Lebanon has been having quite the ordeal trying to reinstate a president of the country. Hezbollah has been holding the Lebanese presidency hostage since March of last year. Uh, since May, Nasrallah has increasingly demanded that Michel Anoun be made president. Lebanon is not a normal democratic political system. The presidency is reserved for a Christian. It is actually um, a part of the Vatican at this time. This means the two major political blocs, one run by Hezbollah and the, and the other allied with uh, this gentleman, each field a candidate for president since the last Christian president stepped down. Hezbollah has refused to play ball and has neutered the power of the Christians in the country by refusing to consent to the elections of the president from the rival camp. Uh, in short, they want a puppet president, obviously. So Hezbollah is well on its way to controlling Lebanon. This is where I believe Zechariah chapter 9 will take place. I was actually, when I first started talking about Zechariah chapter 9 and how I believe that uh, this event will take place first, um, the destruction of Tyr, which I have that video in the description box below. Uh, you can check it out yourself. There's a very interesting piece to Prophecy Puzzle there. Uh, the coastal states, the coastal cities, I should say, of Lebanon 
automatically just disappear from Zechariah chapter 9 to Zephaniah chapter 2, but they all talk about the same people groups. And I think it's very interesting because I'm looking for Bible prophecy to be filled with an amphibious assault against the coastal cities of Lebanon because of Hezbollah. Uh, This will be a part of the final exodus of Israel uh, with the 12 tribes coming back in and the need for land. Lebanon will become a part of Israel again. Um, That is going to take place. Also watching the Saudi Gulf Alliance. Uh, When the Saudi Arabia and Gulf Cooperation Council launched their airstrikes in Yemen in March, this heralded their major uh, Saudi policy shift in the world. And what's very interesting that since they have done this alliance, there are rumors and pictures coming out all over the Internet of Saudi army trucks being seen in Texas and other places in America right now along with the Jade Helm 15 exercises taking place, why are Saudi armies now coming into America? Um, It seems this alliance has nothing to do uh, with just the Middle East, but their, their stake in resources all across the globe, which brought another thought to my mind that because Saudi Arabia and the Gulf provide the oil, the U.S. provides the protection, but what if it's the other way around? Saudi Arabia knows that America is going (laughs) diagonal to what they are wanting. Uh, Saudi Arabia and the Gulf may be coming inside the United States because they understand martial law is about to be set up. They want to also preserve their own petrodollar, and so they may secure those sites that they have vested interest in America. We could be seeing a lot of nasty things begin on American soil this September. Also, ISIS, this is a no-brainer. Not only is the rise of Nusra um, about to completely overthrow and wipe out Assad, I believe that this will be part of Isaiah 17, the destruction of Damascus and the regime change in Syria. But we also have to watch ISIS because they are infiltrating America as we speak. The Kurdistan independence since the 1990s, and especially since the U.S. invasion of Iraq in 2003, the Kurds in the country have been striving for increased independence from Baghdad. Autonomy grew in 2005, and with the new Iraqi government structured that allowed the Kurdistan regional government to function almost like a mini-state, Later, the arrival of ISIS on the scene has isolated the Kurdish region and in the military forces from the central government in Baghdad, which became weakened in the face of the Sunni onslaught and the rising power of the Shiite militias, Kurdistan has become a sort of island in the storm raging around it. The success of the Kurdish-backed HDP in the recent Turkish elections and in the increasing independence of the Kurdish region in Syria, Royava means prospects have been have never been better for the Kurds. But can they transform these to an independent state? I have a feeling that uh, we're going to watch Babylon rise again, and this may become a uh, a no a non-existent ordeal. 
Um, I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about. Once Babylon, which since the Iraq War initially, taxpayers, unbeknownst to over 90% of the brain-dead taxpayers in America, have been pumping in hundreds of millions of dollars to uh, remake Babylon. <laughs> and the Bible says this, this will happen in the end times. It's one of two places that will be destroyed by the Lord and burn with fire all throughout the millennium. The other place is in uh, Jordan, and these two places will burn continually with fire, Babylon being one of them. Once Babylon has been established, just think of it. Jeremiah chapter 49, verse 34 to the end of the chapter, you're going to have some sort of nuclear event in Elam, southwestern Iran. It's going to cause... It's going to cause uh, a lot of people to leave these areas and head out into all these other areas. Once, I believe the Bashir nuclear facility is going to be hit. Um, it would explain why backing up in Jeremiah 49, I'm pulling this out of my head, I think it's verses 22 through 33, talks about Saudi Arabia and this area. Um, I'm not sure how the winds blow in these areas, but if it were to blow radiation across the sea into these lands, all of these people would have to leave this area as well. And these are part of the prophecies, the nine prophecies of Elam, uh, where God is going to bring a sword, and he's going to break the bow of Elam. And they're going to freak out that this has happened. Uh, a lot of people are going to be leaving these areas, uh, to seek shelter um, in southern Iraq. God's going to bring back the captives of Elam in the latter days so that he can establish uh, his kingdom with the, those of his people there. But concerning southern Iraq, once all these people start filtering in, yeah, I think... Uh, they're going to start establishing Babylon very quickly. They're going to start uh, proclaiming peace. Uh, all of these Shiite, Sunni, Kurdish people, Christians, all of it are going to start uh, becoming involved in the Daniel 9 and 27, which has always been of great interest to me because it doesn't talk about just Israel. It says, with many. He makes a covenant with many. Um we are dealing with re religious ideologies and confrontations um, in these areas right now. What it would take at this point is a false prophet to unite all of them under Babylon with, haha, guess it, the black sun. Ooh, it's all coming to head, ain't it, folks? Mohammed's Abbas's successor. You know, in a way, I actually kind of feel sympathetic towards Abbas. I don't mean that to be uh, offensive against Israelis because I know how much strife he has caused you. But they have run this man. His own people have wore this man down. He wanted to retire years ago to get out of the loop, and they refused him. They, they probably held him at gunpoint and said, you must go through with this. Um, like all men, I pray for their souls. And Abbas would be one of them that I do keep in my prayers, not as much as I do Obama, because Obama seems to need it more, but I do keep Abbas 
in prayers because once he leaves, it's always very interesting. When you have a new player on the scene, uh, new tactics and new strategy um, is being brought to the table, and then it takes a while for everyone to figure out their strategies and stuff. So it's always a terrible thing when changes are made in political structures. We saw that in Saudi Arabia just a few months ago with the death of King Saud and um, the instatement of Salman, which is suffering from dementia, and obviously it is not going very well in Saudi Arabia. I uh, am going to deviate from the Prophecy Update 7 things to watch for. This will be one of my other ones that I am watching for, is uh, the Weapons of Mass Destruction Nightmare. I do believe we are about ready to see some catastrophic events happen, not just in the world, but specifically America. America is under heavy judgment right now. Um, and it's not the full force of the hand of God, but it's coming. This week, the Australian Foreign Minister, Julie Bishop, made an alarming revelation to the Australian newspaper, which was picked up by British Independent, then by the world. ISIS, she said, presented, has the capacity to build a large radioactive dispersal device known as a dirty bomb. Uh, if this is true, no doubts the willingness of ISIS to use such a terror-inducing bomb on any targeted ones. ISIS is bragging about its desire to obtain this bomb and start hitting with all they got. I mean, we are literally going to see some excruciating events in the Middle East. Just look at Ezekiel 38 and 39. It is so extreme after World War III or false Armageddon takes place that God and Holy Spirit has to tell us specifically that it takes seven months to clean up from this war. This is how intense this is all going to start getting, folks. And the UN specifically needs a reason, absolutely must have a reason, to force on mankind, let's get rid of all weapons. That includes the right to own your own guns, to protect yourself, establish a global military uh, army, which they are doing right now, and it's all for the safety and security of the world by getting rid of nuclear weapons as well. Our attention is going to turn uh, very quickly. You will have to go to these sites yourself and really read what's happening behind the scenes of the Trade Pacific Partnership. Um, Obama got slapped down, um, which is a good thing, but this is, this is going to take place, folks. The establishment of tribunals where you will not be a citizen of your nation any longer. You will become a global citizen according to, you know, the Luciferian ideology. Uh, we don't live on a globe. We live in a flat plane. But their whole agenda here is about ready to come online. You can read this very interesting article uh, from Bloomberg. Very interesting the Trans-Pacific Partnership uh, is the cornerstone of Barack, President Barack and St. Obama's 
uh, foreign and domestic policy agenda, and it is an agenda. This is the one world order coming online. Um, the Trans-Pacific Partnership has been slowed down last week by House Democrats who chose to vote to sink their own priority, the TAA, which is the Trade Adjustment Assistance, in order to slow down Obama's TPA. So what the heck does this have to do with TPA? It's nothing, but it is a way to provide a way to provide U.S. workers who are displaced due to these trades, like we saw on the harbors of San Francisco there, where, you know, all these Chinese uh, ships were out there. There was the Baltic Dry Index just almost collapsed upon itself. A whole mess out there became involved where if they didn't do something about this, um, there was going to be no flow of product coming out of the West Coast. This is how an incredibly tentacle-eyed this is. I just need some new words because I can't even describe these things to you all. This is literally the octopus. That was given at the, the show for the Olympics, I believe. I don't really watch that stuff myself, but literally the British flag laid out an octopus tentacles, you know, stretched out to all the nations. That's what this is. The U.S. is pushing to fast-track this Trans-Pacific Partnership. They want it within the next few weeks. Um, otherwise, it will stall until 2018. They can't have this, folks. They are ready. Their plans are in motion. They are ready to kickstart this event. And because they're going to ram this down the whole Earth's throats, um, they said basically that they will do this within the next few weeks um, because they won't get to look at it again until 2018. We are already watching our military being built up to pre-martial law standards. The Trans-Pacific Partnership is so secret, in fact, that it's been classified as top secret. Only certain individuals are allowed to even look at it, and even when it does pass, and it will, and that's coming soon, folks, um, we're not going to be able to know what's in it for four years. It has a confidentiality tag on it where even the people who have have to abide by its legal standards won't even know what they're abiding by for four years. This is President Barack and St. Obama and his plan to thoroughly destroy all national sovereignties worldwide, earthwide, um, and to attempt to bring it all into order. This is the Tower of Babel on steroids, we are literally watching end times come to pass. By Mr. Obama fast-tracking his dictatorial powers for Congress to vote for TPP without access to full text or public consideration, this fast-track violates whatever fringes of the U.S. Constitution still remain uh, for the Senate to ratify all treaties within a 2-3 vote by claiming that 50% is somehow the same. President Clinton chimed in, justification of fast track is here. 
What a scam, folks. What a total scam this all is. I think we're doomed if Mrs. Clinton takes office. These emperor new clothes is unconstitutional because it will allow foreign three-person tribunal chosen by the same .01% oligarch powers that created the Trans-Pacific Partnership to have power and tax Americans. Folks, this is not just taxing Americans. This is the global carbon tax on steroids. The .01%. The only way that these banksters can instill the mark of the beast, bring all nations under their control, these ten kings that are amassing great power and wealth right now, need a way to drain the rest of the financial wealth that's out there that they can't touch. TPP is the nail in the coffin. It is over. Once this is initiated, the Antichrist will rise. He will be revealed. Everything will be in play. All he has to do is take the reins and head out on stage in front of the Colosseum and show forth his victory over the entire world. We are literally watching this happen, folks. This three-person appointed tribunal system by TPP interests would have dictatorial powers to protect the corporate agenda. Big time. President Barack and St. Obama, not only has he lied of the commission and omission for TPP, but they threw it against China, uh, saying that if they don't write the rules, China will. Yeah, they always make you want to see an enemy who really isn't. Karl Rove's admission, we're an empire now, and when we act, we create our own reality. And while you're studying that reality, judiciously as you will, we'll act again, creating other new realities, which you can study too. And that's how things will sort out. I don't know about you, but that is a total loaded Jesuit statement. And it all revolves around this man. Yes, the false prophet, Pope Francis, who was uh, for the first time in history that a member of the Jesuit order had been elected to the highest position in the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, this gentleman, Ignatius of Loyola, uh, was the founder of the Society of Jesus. Let me just tell you what they said. Princes and persons of distinction everywhere must by all means both be so managed that we may have their ear and that will easily secure their hearts by which way of proceeding all persons will become, catch it, our creatures. And no one will dare to give the society the least disquiet or opposition. Finally, the society must endeavor to effect this at least, that having gotten the favor 
and authority from princes, those who do not love them at least fear them. Kind of funny, ain't it? All persons will become our creatures. Karl Rove's admission. We're an empire now, and when we act, we create our own reality. And while you're studying that reality judiciously as you will, we'll act again creating another new reality, which you can study too, and that's how things will sort out. Yes, our creatures. Oh yes, folks. Whatever happened in Antarctica set off a series of events um, that's it's just going to be so terrible folks your only hope is in Christ Jesus the son of God we can explain document and prove that these created realities that are coming online the Trans-Pacific Partnership are big lie crimes, um, but this is, it's not going to work. They are bringing this to pass very quickly, and we have to prepare ourselves spiritually, mentally, and physically. If you can't read what they're doing and you're allowing these people to pass, we are no better and no worse than, forgive me, the Jews who passively entered the Holocaust. Now, there comes a time where a Christian needs to make a decision whether or not they're going to love their enemies and lay down their lives for the Lord, knowing where they're going to go after they have perished from the earth. There is also this need to point out sin, uh, to resist the devil, and to expose the lies. Christianity seems to have um, the first part ordered out pretty well the whole world is starting to love the enemy. <laughs> um, the second part is being stamped out by treaties like the Trans-Pacific Partnership. If I'm uh, going to be hauled off to a FEMA camp, it will be because of the earlier statement I made towards the gay and lesbian agenda that is forcing evil and a repeat of Sodom and Gomorrah upon the entire earth's population. When did we, and is it biblical, become like the Jews before the Holocaust, being hauled off to the ghettos, having uh, tags put on you to show forth who you are? You know, the whole institution of the Nazi agenda on the Israelis at the time was a pre-Mark of the Beast runout. You do realize that, right? Um, by causing the Jewish people to wear the armbands uh, with the Star of David on there, it was a way for IBM to track uh, people, especially, you know, acquiring all of their, who they were, 
um, where you were from, what were your genetics. They did this not only to the Jews, but they also did this to their own German people because they wanted to make sure that you were a pure Germanic bloodline at that point. Um, in this day and age, we are seeing IBM do the same thing. I tried to point this out in my PowerPoint presentation, World War III. You can find that for free at uh, hummingbird027.com if you want to look into that. But coupled with all of this that we know, the genetic rollout of the new eugenics, uh, the genetic terraforming that they're going to start, they are setting up their rules and laws on how to treat you, but you're not able to know about it, and we're still paying these people to destroy us. The insanity is um, is there in full swing. So my question is, is what are Christians to do at this time? So many are sitting down and watching videos like this, um, but nothing's being done about it. I, from my little perspective, I'm watching Christians stopping their prayers, stopping to intercede on behalf of all these people. Folks, in our godly toolkit, Prayer is one of the most effective tools we have against the enemy. Fasting is that comparable with prayer. Prayer and fasting is what we need these days to be able to be effective, to go before the throne of God, to request that intercession be made on these people's parts. The reason the apostasy is getting so rank and judgment is coming so quickly is because people are stopping to intercede for each other. I cannot express to you at this time, because of the 2018 fear tactic they're using here, in a way they're telling you, you can stop it now, but will you? It's time to get on our hands and knees, folks. We have got to pray for our country, our people. We need to pray for the sovereignty of all nations. We need to pray for the sanity of our leaders so that they can make good decisions based on the Ten Commandments. Or we're going to see the quick adversion into dissent, into total chaos. And this is truly what we're looking at right now. This article came out on the 4th of June by Tyler Durden. 40 million people will be out of work next year, the OECD warns. Can you imagine at this time right now, just sit back for a moment and think what it would be like if 40 million people right now in America were out of work. That's a tenth approximately of the population of America. That's uh, 1 in 10 people, right? If I got my math right, which I probably don't because I failed math miserably. Just even having a tenth of our population out of work, which I think that this is just a small, this is just a small statistic, folks. I don't think they understand what's really coming. At the time, it was just hours ahead of the IMF's own slashing of U.S. growth forecast, the OECD cut its forecast for the U.S. economy. 
it now expects the U.S. economy growth to slow to 2% this year from 2.4% in 2014 compared to March when it forecasts an acceleration to 3.1% in 2015. Odd, today's IMF revised cut is nearly identical. One wonders if the IMF economists don't merely read the OECD's work and present it as their own. The banksters just love sharing, don't they? Not really. (laughs) They love stealing. In other words, by 2016, the group is warning that 40 million people will be out of work, 7.5 million more immediately before the crisis hits. This is a huge piece of information for us to keep in mind right now. When we watch this magic number come to pass, are we going to watch America totally disintegrate? Let me just fast forward to today, um, an article submitted by Tyler Durden, Our Phantom Economy. If you don't get it now, folks, you will. When the store shelves are empty, when there are no more jobs, uh, when you're, you're going hungry for your third day in a row and you're looking at your neighbor like they look pretty good to eat, here is our phantom economy on display. 93 million people are no longer counted as being in the workforce. And now the OECD is telling us that by next year, there's going to be 40 million on top of this 93 million that are already out of work. What does that bump that up to? 30% almost of the American population? Um, these are officially being declared as zombies. I can tell you right now that I was one of these 93 million people. They laid me off because of my belief in Jesus Christ from the hospital. And since that time, I've had to turn my life completely over to God. And I had to totally rely on God for my living. And he taught me how to start my business. He taught me how to get going. God saved me financially. Okay? I was not a statistic like most people out there right now. This is why I keep telling you all, you have got to have God on your side, folks. You have got to obey God because if you don't obey him, he can't teach you how to do the right thing, how to save your life, how to keep you in financial, um, meeting all your needs every day. You have to do it, folks. There is no other choice. He is the way, the truth, and the light. So we have 93 million people are no longer being counted as a workforce. I'm a part of that because I am now an employee, self-employed person. I haven't had a full-time job for five years. Um, This is the chart. (laughs) Stunning. This is absolutely stunning. And here, the workforce with full-time jobs, jobs that might support a household or half a household and that might pay substantial payroll and income taxes, unlike the forms of marginal employment that earn a few hundred or a few thousand bucks annually. There it is. Just as we have a phantom workforce and 93 million not in labor force, almost equals 120 million with full-time jobs. Imperial Rome 
in its final days as phantom legions. There were no longer any active duty soldiers in the legions, but the officers and paymasters filed their payroll chits and collected the legions' pay from the out-of-touch remnants of the Imperial Corps in Rome, just as Rome, in terminal decline, had its phantom legions, we have a phantom recovery, phantom democracy, phantom GDP, and phantom unemployment rate. Those who believe that the phantom recoveries and phantom metrics can be substituted for reality, you're in for the shock of your life. OECD just told you what's going to happen next year. Do you think you're going to miss it again? Think again. They want to end. Whatever game they've been playing since the destruction of our republic and their installation of democracy, democracy is coming to an end. We know that the Trans-Pacific Partnership is designed to do all these things. This is why they are fast-tracking the destruction of the petrodollar and starting the one-world currency in which is about to come online. Um, democracy is at an end. We are going to see worldwide tribunal systems set up to destroy the masses, just like the Georgia Guidestones told us. Three-fourths of the world's population is set to be removed from the earth. Talks between Greece and creditors collapsed on Sunday after Athens once again refused to compromise on the pension cuts and the VAT hike and Troika insists are necessary if the country is to receive the final tranche of aid from its second bailout program. Europe warns of a state of emergency as the Greek stalemate drags on. The writing is on the wall, folks. Texas has now pulled $1 billion in gold from the New York Fed and made it non-confiscatable. The lack of faith in central bank trustworthiness is spreading. First Germany, then Holland and Austria, and now, as noted was possible, Texas has enacted a bill to repatriate $1 billion of gold from the New York Fed's vault to establish its state gold bullion depository. People have this image of Texas as big and powerful. So for a lot of people, this is exactly where they would want to go with their gold. And the bill includes a section to prevent forced seizure from the federal government. Um, this will be really great for you to come and read on yourself at zerohedge.com. What they're literally anticipating, and I love Texans for this, you know, I have a lot of Texans who view this channel, and I truly appreciate you all. You have a spirit that I love very much, but I think your spirit is going to be taken from you as ISIS is coming in dramatically from the southern border. The whole point of Obama making the southern border porous was to destroy you. I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you need to be prepared for this as well, Texans. You God-fearing people down there, if you start seeing any ISIS camps around your area, 
you know, glory be to God. What do you what does God want you to do with your enemy? <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. This bill is to prevent seizures for private parties who want another nineteen thirty three style confiscation in their bullion by the federal authorities. Most of you young folk out there have no idea what happened around the 1930s when the government came and started stealing the American people's gold and silver. This is why people still to this day keep finding buried caches of gold and silver coins all over America. It's because they took their money and they didn't want the government to come steal their money because they knew they'd never get it back. And so, if they're setting up bills to prevent this kind of seizure, it's coming, folks. Those of you out there who live on a very small monthly income, a lot of veterans are doing this right now, it is time for you to start stocking. Um, Even if you can scrounge up a 60 cents to go buy a can of corn, do it. If you can go to the Salvation Army and they give away food, go to the church programs around your area that uh, provide food, food pantries for your area. Do it and do it now. My dad and I were talking. It's coming, folks. My dad and I were talking Saturday. And um, he's stocked up for the most part. And um, he knows this is coming, too. When the Social Security checks stop, how are you going to pay your bills? Especially those of you who have not paid off your mortgages at this time. The idea during the first reset, I guess you could say, in 2001 and 2008, where Freddie and Fannie Mac... Uh, were basically destroyed and sucked up by the federal government and supported by taxpayer dollars, there was a very good reason why they did this. The next mortgage default that's coming, which I and my family will probably be a part of, is to totally destroy, via Agenda 21, Americans' right to have and own private property. The idea is to take back, the banks are going to steal, not just gold, like the 1933 style, although they will come probably do that too. The idea is to steal not only your gold and your weapons and your ammo, the idea is to steal your houses, your private property. Um, Everything that you have is now going to be a part of this Trans-Pacific Partnership that is coming online And Texas is taking steps to counteract this, which is, I'm looking for secession right now. Texas and other states in the union are looking to secede. And they are setting up laws right now that will give them the legal fortitude to secede from the union, which is coming. I can't stress again, those of you who have not watched the television series Jericho, they actually pulled it off of TV because it was becoming too real 
for everyone. When they started to get into the whole revolution and stuff, you need to watch that television series. Go to watch32.com, put your ad blocker on, and download those videos. Get it somehow, Netflix. I don't know how you'll get it, but you need to watch them because that's what's coming. I can guarantee right now that if you're not preparing for these events, um, you will be unprepared. You will be ignoring God and his warnings to you. Uh, from people like me and other truthers here on the internet um, and you will be succumbed to the chaos that will take control of your life other people are preparing it's not just that they have billions of dollars and that they're having these underground facilities they are preparing because they knew this was going to happen because they planned for it to happen but you have something greater than even the most wealthiest of billionaire out there. You have God on your side. He can do what these billionaires are struggling to attain. God can do for you in a second. If you just surrender your life over to Jesus Christ and let him be the Lord of your heart and your life, He can work mighty things through you, folks. Mighty, mighty things. You can come here and check out this article at Zero Hedge. They went two months ago to inside the Fed's doomsday bunker. It's a 135,000 square foot facility that was built 1969. They knew this was coming, folks. And nestled inside Mount Pony, east of... Culpeper, Virginia, that houses $4 billion in hard currency, as well as a central hub of FedWire, a computer network which allows the nation's bank to communicate and transfer 